Elena. Yes, Gerald? This whole thing has connected me with a long lost love that I forgot I um, love so much. Do you know what that is? Tell us what that is. It's cereal. Bitch. Welcome to So Taco. Two side hustles in a microphone. With So Bonita and Taco Gear. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of So Taco. Welcome back, everyone. We're so glad you're here. We're so glad you're here. So glad you're listening to us. Yes. We have a special guest for you today. We'll just let you know right away before we jibber jabber on. And we're going to call them because we're practicing social distancing. Yes. Being safe, doing what we can. Uh, addressing the situation. Still crazy. Tough out there. Hard yeah. times. Mm-hmm. Trying to stay positive. Trying to do what we can. Um, but we're bringing on a guest and her name is Savannah Garza. And Savannah is a badass designer who is actually a listener of the podcast you're gonna hear some an interesting story that i kind of want her to collect to elaborate on yeah when we get her on in just a minute but she's at her house so we're gonna call in okay this awesome mixing board that we have thanks to jason page uh jason page photography and also open page which will be um a co-op in the future coming soon coming soon the um yeah, we're able to just like call her and plug her straight into this board. So super Very cool. excited about that. Mm-hmm. There's not really much for us to talk about. I yeah. Think, I think I want this episode to just be about Savannah. But well, real, real quick, Elena, how are you doing in, I, in one I'm minute? I'm good. I mean, I just got um, done doing an interview with uh, Clarissa Serna. She got both of us today. Yeah, for her morning show since her recording from home. But, you know, I and she was just asking me how like this was affecting my business. And I think it's affecting all of us in a certain way. But I also think that our audience really relies on us to keep the normalcy. You know, they're still listening. Well, that's why they're listening. Yeah, they they want a little bit of what their everyday life is. And so, um, uh, you know, if you're listening, sometimes people listen on their way to work. And if they're working from home, maybe they're not listening at this time or maybe they're they're listening later later or whatever. So we appreciate you guys. We hope you all are staying safe. If you're uh, in Corpus Christi and you and you watch Coastal Living with Clarissa Sedna, um, she was a she interviewed both of us today. I was in the morning and she yeah. and you were this afternoon talking yeah. about both of our businesses and and uh, how it's affected us and and uh, what we're doing to stay afloat right. and uh, all that stuff. Because even though these are side hustles, you guys have to understand that that um, it's it's a part. We did it for a reason. We we love it, but but also you know the income right, um, which you know. And, you know, with the community closed, we can't, I can't participate in any market events and vending. And right. so, you know, we're pushing the sale online and we appreciate every dollar that you guys are spending on us. And I know that people are being budget conscientious and I appreciate that too. There you go. So here we go. We're going to call Savannah okay. and we're going to get her on. All right. Okay. Here we go. That's a lot of rings. <laughs> She's not going to answer. She's going to answer. <laughs> Savannah. Hi. Hi, it's Gerald and Elena. Elena, say hi. Hi, Savannah. Hi, Elena. <laughs> We're calling from your uh, local radio station. Yeah, you've just won. You won. A, a guest <laughs> toilet spot. paper. No, no, no. We can't afford <laughs> oh toilet God. paper. We're giving away our toilet I love paper. That. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for the for those of you listening, uh, Savannah is a is an awesome badass designer. Um, there's some stuff that, that she's going to talk about, uh, that I'm going to ask her about that, that just got published this uh, last week. Mm-hmm. Super exciting. I'll let her go into that, but she's an amazing designer. And for those, for, uh, we want you guys to know something. Uh, this is the first time we've done this phone interview. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to do more in the future. 
uh, we called Savannah before we before we just like started recording, and she um, she told us she dropped her phone in. Uh, what'd you drop your phone in? In Jalapeno Ranch from Chewy's. <laughs> and for those of you that sp- don't know, Chewy's is not a sponsor. They should sponsor. <laughs> it's Tex-Mex food. Yes, please. Um, I've been craving Chewy's for a while because I love their queso. It's um, good stuff. But their Jalapeno Ranch is the shit. I think I get it, it and really I is. I dip everything in it. Yeah, my flautas. Me too. I yeah. think it to go after I eat. Like they'll Girl, put it in like, stop. a bag of chips. <laughs> You're like I poured in my soup. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Savannah. So there's a lot of stuff um, that I kind of want to go over with you. Um, I know. Oh, where are you from? I am from Austin, home of Chewy and Jalapeno Ranch. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you okay? Let's let's start there. You were from Austin, but you moved to Corpus, and we'll find out why you did that. And because I. I remember when we first met you, you came up to us mm-hmm. at a, at an event uh-huh. and you were like, yeah. you told us, what did you, t- what did you tell us? Do you remember? Um, uh, it's kind of blurry now because I was like a little bit starstruck, <laughs> but <laughs> I remember. So weird. <laughs> That's so weird. That's funny I had though. Gone, well, cause I had gone into the day jewel and I saw y'all and they didn't say anything. And then my coworkers like, go back in there and talk to them. I'm like, oh, Okay. And I was talking about how I religiously listened to y'all's podcast and that um, between coming to and from Austin and Corpus, I was listening to y'all's podcast on my way back to Austin. So it was like really comforting because I was like low-key really sad I was going back to Austin every time. I was really happy every time I visited Corpus. Um, and that it was just a big um, reason that helped me make the decision to move here because I saw the creative community. Uh, in such a positive light yeah yeah it's really cool i remember when you told us that we were like, i was like what about burst out in tears how did you find <laughs> oh, our podcast i'm sorry um no, no no you're fine i was just talking about how you were gonna cry i know <laughs> i know girl i was like what that's a lot for me to take in <laughs> it was it was a lot yeah you, so, so i uh what were you gonna say girl no you go Okay, yeah. So I found out about y'all. I, you know, I don't even remember when I exactly found out about the two of you, but I just remember I went through this like period when I was visiting my boyfriend, and I started just creeping on all the cool people here on uh, okay. Instagram. Uh huh. <laughs> and but it's just like one thing led to another. I right. Following all of these people, and then um, Taco Gear. I I feel like I knew of Taco Gear even before. Uh huh. Like hearing about y'all, and then. And then I followed Taco Gear, and then I would walk through my neighborhood when I lived in Austin with my parents, and I had like would always pass this car that had the funniest bumper sticker, and then I was able to connect the dots, and it was from Taco Gear, and I freaked out. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god, that's hilarious! <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious! It yeah. was the the I'm not drunk. I'm just eating a taco. taco. Uh, that was my first bumper sticker. That's so interesting. You know, um, a lot of our fans and followers are outside of like. They're everywhere else. Yeah, we, ha- we, ha- we have a following here in Corpus, but a lot of them. It's funny. I Austin, have a lot in San Austin, a lot, a lot in California, a, a ton of California. Like half of them are in California. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, that's so that's interesting. So cool. That's really really cool. So, so what I find interesting in what you just said is that you, you know, people know Austin is like this creative, huge creative hub. 
Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the, that's, and you know, that's the perception of it. So were you not able to find some sort of um, creative collective there that you were comfortable with as opposed to here? Yeah, for sure. Um, Austin's just so big and it was changing a lot. Like I feel like I grew up experiencing the changes in Austin. I bet. And so the creative community um, wasn't as tight knit. They didn't have the same experiences that I did because it was a lot of um, like transplants coming in and mm-hmm. I just couldn't, I did not connect at all. I feel like it's uh, a bit pretentious to our team. So I never felt like um, connected at all to the Austin community. I never felt inspired by them or anything. Wow. I'm sorry to anyone from Austin listening, but <laughs> that's just the way I felt. And then here, it was just really cool to see it all very like homegrown and just, I don't know, going to Art Walk was super fun for me and just seeing all these local people being yeah. super supportive. Uh, I don't, I, I never felt that kind of vibe uh, in the same way in Austin. Mm-hmm. No, I understand. I feel like you're right because it's so big. I feel like there are mm-hmm. probably there all there are there are small cliques because I know some of them, but they're really they're really tight, and yeah. it's mm-hmm. kind of it's kind of hard to find your way to them. Uh, you almost have to do it by accident or know somebody that kind of like brings you on. But for the most part, it's almost kind of like you know how everyone has that perception of of L.A. Mm-hmm. and like how everyone's out to look. Yeah. No offense to our LA fans, but but that perception and <laughs> movies and all that stuff, I I feel like Austin's kind of getting there, especially because a lot of like the tech boom is what yeah, really brought all these people city. there. Yeah, it's such a tech city. I mean, yeah. people are moving in, establishing businesses or corporations, and then leaving, and so it's just you know. So let me ask you, Savannah how did you um, how did you get into design? Tell me about your design journey. So, like ever since I was a kid, I was always doing creative things, like. <laughs> I love my mom. I remember this one time I was five and she was like, what do you want to be when you grew up? And I was like, I want to be an artist. And she was like, yeah, like you can't be an artist for a year. She was like, that's not real. (laughs) And I remember thinking like, what the heck? I can make it real. And so, um, but growing up, I was always just into different kind of art and design. Like I was scrapbooking. I did printmaking for a bit. I was designing clothes for a bit and just everything. I started editing photos at a really young age um and then in high school I fell into newspaper class and then I that's where I really learned how to do design and that's when I really knew that's what I wanted to do forever which is really weird because young people don't really know what they want to do yeah and I, I just did um and so I think because I started so young I was able to hone in on my skills uh at an early age and like I'm still hunting it in, you know what I mean. I don't think anyone ever stops, but right. mm-hmm. I just started really early because I just kind of knew it's always what I wanted to do. You know, that's very similar to Garrett's story, because Garrett, really, yeah. I mean, here when he we interviewed him, he was telling us how he started very young and he knew he wanted to do something with art. And I thought, man, that's so. You're at eighteen, almost twenty. Most people don't know what they want to do with their lives you know, um, as a career, as a profession. And so to hear that you were sure of yourself or that you were sure of a field that you wanted to be in at such a young age, that's really, really unorthodox. Um, (laughs) And then to, you know, and then to fine tune it because that's what you're doing now and what you're continuing to do. So 
I think like, I think with you, um, or at least what I'm noticing, this is like my perception, just what I see on the outside. I know, I know a lot of designers and I've seen them online in all different places. And there's, there's designers that, you know, went to art school. Mm -hmm. There's designers that grew up like you did and, and, and drew Mm -hmm. a lot, like draw all the time and are very artistic. And then there's another like part, there's another bunch of designers that I think I'm going to loop myself in that. Mm-hmm. didn't really draw a lot aren't the greatest illustrators at all so everything else we do is like type-based or just you know we rely hev- heavily on uh, on our computers and our tools we can't just sketch things out mm-hmm. that's yeah. me personally so i feel like those kinds of designers they have a, they, they eventually develop some sort of a style and a lot of it's really clean but i think you savannah are in the style of like garrett like Garrett, mm-hmm. you look at something and you're like, Garrett did that. Yeah. And then yeah. So I yeah. think I think that's what your stuff is like. And yeah. I kind of want to take a segue into Thanks. it. Yeah, because like, okay, honestly, okay, I, I guess I'll just say it right now. You, um, there's the Ben Magazine, which we mention here all the time. You did something huge and I want to let you talk about what that was. <laughs> but I want you to know that when I saw it, I didn't even know that you did it at first. But I was, but I was like, that looks exactly like Savannah's work. Something Savannah would do. That's so funny. And then, That's cool. oh shit! So what did you do? Tell everybody. <laughs> so, yeah, Kylie is the editorial director of the Ben. She just emailed me one day and was, well, first she DM'd me on Instagram one day and was like, "What's your email?" And I gave it to her, and she was like, "Okay, cool." And then like that was, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, well, that, that was kind of weird." That's it. She didn't <laughs> say so anything. Random. She said nothing else. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was it. I thought, eh, I'm not gonna ask her to elaborate. I feel like I'll let it surprise me. Yeah, <laughs> like, what do you need my email for? And then, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then so she emailed me like a week or two after that and was like, "Hey, do you want to do the cover of the Ben? We've never done this before." And I was like, "Oh my god!" I was freaking out because, um, like you know, when I started to learn about the creative community here and follow a lot of people, the Ben was like one of those first accounts I followed uh-huh. and I always thought how cool would it be to do commission work for them so it was super wild for me that they had reached out that's and really cool. especially wow. for the yeah especially for the neighborhood issue because it's I don't know I feel like I had to dive deep into yeah what I love about the city and then connect it to these other people who love the city so yeah it was a really really awesome experience well it would and uh, man it was a um I guess so you you followed the bend. I've I've mm-hmm. you know we all know about the bend too, and they've been here for I don't know is it five years? No, I think or four it's years. more than that. Four, five years, six years. Who knows? A lot of years. But one of the things Savannah that they're known for because there's other publications here, and they're all, mm-hmm. you know, um, whatever. I don't care. I don't have a filter. They're very cookie cutter. It's very like the only people on the cover are the people that advertise. It's like the same like mm-hmm. suits and jackets and all that stuff. Yeah. The Bend has always been known for like these really beautiful covers and sometimes they're very simplistic. Like they're always beautifully yeah. shot. They're very yeah. well crafted. So like if they were to have approached me and be like, hey, you want to do our first digital illustration? I'd be like, that's not for me. Nope. <laughs> like I'm not going to do that. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a tall order and a very intimidating. But you went in and like were you were you intimidated at all when they asked you to do that? Oh, yeah. I was super intimidated, especially because um, it's funny because the day she had emailed me about it, there was a lot going on at work. And so I was like, oh, my God, like, I'm going to do the pen and then I'm doing all this stuff at work. I was freaking out. And then when I told one of my coworkers, well, Erica, uh, 
what email I got, she was like, no wonder you were freaking out just now. And then she was like, that's so cool. And yeah, so for, I illustrated it for about a month. Wow. And that whole month, yeah, I was really, um, I was nervous just about the workload and then on top of work. And then I do freelance for other people. So yeah, it was, it was a daunting task for sure. And knowing that this is going to be on the cover of a magazine that represents an entire region. But I knew that it was going to be so worth it. And I, I, I couldn't turn it down. There was no way. Good. Well, we're glad you did. We're glad you didn't turn it down. Cause like, I kind of want like a poster of that. Do you know if they're going to do that? <laughs> Even postcards. <laughs> like it would be so pretty with that. Yeah. Um, do right. you feel like, a, yeah, tell Kylie, <laughs> do you feel like you are a Corpus Christian? <laughs> like, do you feel like, okay, I have found my people. Now I'm from Corpus Christi. Like for sure, I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm a hybrid. Yeah. Okay. I'm like. Yeah, that's a good word. Part Austinite. Yeah. Part Corpus Christian. I love um, it. Yeah. Because okay. I feel I feel very Austin-y, like in general, just because that's where I grew up. Yeah. But then I also really, really connect to Corpus Christi, and I feel like I connect a lot more to Corpus Christi in the sense of like I feel like my culture is highlighted a lot more here. Yeah. And I feel like the artists are super down to earth. Um, just a super inclusive environment here. Mm -hmm. I would totally agree with that. So let's talk about like when you finally decided to move here. How did you? Yeah. Even, did you have a job before <laughs> you came, or did you line that up after? No. No. Okay. Oh, I love no. it. <laughs> the the stars just aligned for me. So of course they did. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, it's been weird. The universe has just been kind of taking care of me lately. I'm like, what does this mean, universe? It will, but, yeah, um, when you're on the right path, it will. Yeah, and so uh, I was living in Austin with my parents, and I was working for a tech company, and I was just starting to get really, I didn't want to work there anymore, and then I was job searching, but I didn't feel committed to staying in Austin, and I didn't feel attached to it, and so I was like, why am I looking for jobs here? I don't want to work in tech. I don't like the tech industry. And then I was like, I can't live in Austin on my own either. It's too expensive. And just, it was getting like worse, like every weekend I was coming here um, just all the time. And so I figured it was just time to move for the mm -hmm. sake of not only like my mental health, but my creativity right. because I felt super stagnant in Austin. So I just knew I needed that change. And so I usually couldn't take it at my job anymore. So I was like, I'm putting my two weeks in. So I did. I didn't have a job. I was like, I can freelance. This is not a big deal. I'll make it work. Something will happen. And then I saw a listing from uh, at Downtown Corpus Christi on Instagram that they were looking for a new marketing person. And I was like, oh my God, this is perfect. And then I applied and then I got a response pretty fast. And then I went in for an interview and then I got the job. So as soon as I moved, I had a job. It's that easy. <laughs> it's that easy, folks. Yeah, it's awesome. That's cool. You said the universe was taking care of you. So that means that you must you must have been taking care of the universe before. Yeah. yeah. Good karma. Which is really good. Well, that's, it was. that's awesome. Well, man. and I remember when you told me, when you told us at the Bay Jewel, like that you had moved and you listened to our podcast and you were telling us all this stuff. And I was like... And I, and I asked you how old you were and you told me and, I, and I'm telling you again that one of the things that you have on your side is youth, you know, that you've got mm -hmm. 
time on your side where you can pick up and move to another city. Somebody like me can't mm-hmm. do that. I'm married and I'm 40 and it's like, it's not going to happen. You can go. I ain't holding back. <laughs> yeah. uh, whatever. Um, but I, what, you know, what advice do you have? Because a lot of our listeners are creative young people also. What advice do you have for somebody who's hesitant about making such a move because you also have to remember that sometimes in our culture it's like we can't leave our families like that's not what you do mm-hmm. you know yeah. there's a there's a big family um connection where it's uh you grow up here you live here you come back here you die here and it's like ah uh, you know mm-hmm. that's just not the norm for me it wasn't but um what mm-hmm. do you what do you uh what can you say to somebody who's young and eager and ready recognizes that there's something bigger out there that's a good good question um i for me at least it was i just felt stagnant like i yeah i i wasn't having fun anymore um and it showed in my work because i noticed i wasn't what i wasn't doing as much work anymore and then i moved and i just it started exploding for me i was just creating work all the time so for, I don't know, it sounds cliche, but sometimes, like, it's just the timing, when the timing is right, or when you have that gut feeling and you yeah. know that you need a change. And, like, that was really hard for me because, yeah, like, I grew up in Austin. I'm, like, third or fourth gen Austinite. Like, none of my family has really moved out of Austin. And so that was, like, a really hard decision oh, for I'm me. Oh, sure. And, mm-hmm. and so, um, yeah, I mean, I, like, started to tell myself that sometimes, like, change is good and it's supposed to be uncomfortable. Right. So, I've, like, I just tell myself that now, if it's making you uncomfortable, then you should probably go for it because it's going to be a life lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh. so, either way, you're, you're going to take something out of it. And it'll be hard, but that's part of growing up. Mm-hmm. That's what I've been telling myself. <laughs> Dang, that's, that's good. great. That's good advice I mean, for first- adults. Yeah, I didn't think I started telling myself that until like 40, like last year. Yeah, no, that's true. You know? Elena, you're not that old. We're not that old, I girl. am old. You're not old. Compared you know what's old? Some, 80s I mean, old. I, I 20-something, I was it. not thinking like this, like she was, or like, you know what I'm saying? Correct. So there's a m- level of maturity in our young creatives that are just like, mm, this isn't what I want, and I'm going to go get what I want. Mm-hmm. That's right, girl. I love mm-hmm. it. Okay, so <laughs> let, me ask, let me ask you this. Um, what... Right now, in the current climate situation, everything going on with the world, is there something that you, as a creative, are struggling with right now with everything going on? Is there something I'm struggling with, like due to, due to like, yeah, due to, due to the coronavirus and 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 all the lockdowns and and everything that's just going on in the world right now? Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'm I'm such a homebody, so I I love being at home. Okay. <laughs> um. Uh. And I am super family oriented though, so it's like really killing me that oh, yeah. I can't go to Austin to see my family. Yeah. So um, I've been FaceTiming like crazy, like everyone. I actually FaceTimed Sunny and Garrett yesterday with our friend Martha to talk about design stuff. Um, I saw so, that. Uh, yeah, in, I don't in know. The design group. I was supposed cool. to go and I, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> you should do it next week. I am. We're going to talk about um, selling your shit on, <laughs> selling stuff online next week. <laughs> okay but um yeah i don't know just making sure you have that that support in that community even mm-hmm. though we're all like cooped up in our homes it's no one's just to call away or a text away yeah so that's what's keeping me sane right now as much as i 
as I am a homebody and I like the solitude a lot, I need to talk to people too. Yeah. And luckily everyone's at home. So if I FaceTime them, I know they have to be at home and they have to answer me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, I mean, it's hard not having any family here. I don't have any family here and I miss talking your, to Your family's in Austin too. I have too, family in Austin. And yeah. I wow. wish I could go. As soon as this is over, yeah. I'm out. Oh, yeah. I know. As soon as this ends, I'm going to go to Pluckers. Do you know what Pluckers is? <laughs> you know what? My friend, um, Annalie, <laughs> she's a blogger. She's, um, uh, oh, what's her blogger? Oh, my God. I just drew a blank. Oh, the Nueva Latina. Yep. Um, Annalie and, and Austin. We're friends on Facebook. I've never met her, but we're friends and we text each other. But <laughs> um, she uh, always talks about Pluckers and I've never been. I've never oh been. Oh my god, it's amazing! <laughs> it's so like the crowd is rowdy. Uh-huh. I've seen fights there over like football games. Oh it's no, crazy there! But yeah. I love it. I live with it. <laughs> okay, well now I got to check. The it out. wings are good. You know, and I'm not a big wing person. Elena so. is not a wing person. I'm I don't know how big. you're not a. Wing, but you, Do you mean, like chicken tenders? Yeah, I like chicken tenders, but not wings. Okay, so like their boneless wings are basically big chicken tenders with sauce it's so good sold i'm sold done road trip when we can i'll bring my own tortillas and we're good exactly um so okay you you bring up some there's a question that i wanted to ask you and i'm glad i wrote it down so i didn't forget it i think i want to get your perspective on this so obviously like you started designing at a very young age um you you were creative at a very young age and you just kept going you mentioned freelancing and I know myself personally, mm-hmm. I've, I've talked about like when I felt comfortable charging, how uncomfortable it was at the beginning, how you undercharge and all that. Did you, did you, did you ever go through a period when you were designing where you didn't, and, and people were asking you like, Hey, will you make me something that you were like not comfortable charging? Do you remember that period? Um, yeah. Uh, luckily the first, my first experience with freelancing was, um, with the client I was an intern for. And so they were willing to pay, like they were a legit company, but uh-huh. I did have a crazy experience after that with someone who also interned there. She was my age and she asked me to do a whole branding project for an idea she had for ice cream. Okay. And she like couldn't believe that she had to pay me. <gasps> and so that was like the first time I ever had to have that difficult conversation with someone. Yeah. And uh. it was it was very funny. I'm gonna talk about it in case anyone else runs into this. So we weren't even really friends. We just were interns at the same place, but she thought that meant we were friends <laughs> and could, you know, be on that level where I didn't I could do stuff for her without charging her. And so Mm-mm. um yeah, she had this whole idea for a company and like a branding project for a company for food that you want to sell in the store. Like, yeah, you're going to pay big money right. for that, you know? And so, um, like a few weeks in, I was like, hey, like, um, how should I start? Like, do you want me to just start emailing you my billable hours? And she was like, what? Like, I, I haven't made money from this yet. I can't pay you yet. And I was like, well, I can't do this project and wait for you to maybe make money right through it and she was like i thought this would be good exposure for you oh it's one of those oh bitch Mm -mm. and 
at this point, I had interned at some really awesome places, so I don't know why she thought she was giving me the exposure. <laughs> um, she all like, I was, and then what made me upset is that she is an influencer, so she makes money, you know, off sponsored posts. So I'm sure mm-hmm. a company is not going to tell her, or I'm sure she wouldn't agree to take a picture of something for the exposure without getting paid. Right. So, you know, so anyway, we just kind of broke it off. I told her, I just explained to her in the most diplomatic way, like, I can't do this if you're not going to pay me. Like, it's just not worth it given my experience. I'm not going to do this for free. So what was your, what was the lesson that you learned in that? uh, That, gosh, there's two. One, that people will just assume you can do things for them because you know them and talk to them once. Uh Like, you know, like people... It taught me that not everyone's going to respect what I do. They think I'm just like coloring for fun or something. <laughs> and so that really helped me weed out um, a lot of potential clients who will message me, but like they don't, I, I don't know them. They don't know me. And so um, now I really just do freelancing through clients I trust or clients who came from another client I worked with for a long time. So yeah, I've been sticking with that. I don't really like to work with people I don't really know. Right. Do you take deposits now? Uh, yeah, I do. Okay. But you didn't. That's you, been working out. you didn't with that huh? girl? Oh, no, not with that girl. No. Oh. And so, luckily, we didn't get too far into it. But because, I don't know, part of me being that young, I was like, oh, what if I let her on the thing this? So I was like, hey, I'll just send you the mood board I made. You can do whatever you want with it, but I'm not going to do anymore. Well, that so. was nice of you to even do that. Yeah. Wow. I know. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. I've I've been I've been freelancing for probably maybe like thir- maybe 14, 15 years coming up, and um, I remember early on, like I used to not, I didn't, um, I was afraid to ask for deposits. I was afraid to talk about mm-hmm. my rates, like all that, and then eventually, because. I've actually, I even, we still even once in a while run across people who don't understand mm-hmm. um, the value in, in, mm-hmm. in it. And I think those people are just going to exist. But, but what you're saying about like being very careful on who you do work with and who you like, who, who reaches out to you and like what you say and how you correspond, that, that makes a lot of sense. I've immediately started like, um, and I don't freelance a ton anymore, but I remember mm-hmm. um, when I do get inquiries, I actually send them like to Garrett or something. or or to sunny and i'm like here you go but if if it's um (laughs) they were telling you that (laughs) were they saying that it's it's and then and sometimes garrett's like dude that client you sent me and i'm like man i don't know who that is i just sent it over to you (laughs) Uh, sorry um but i remember i remember uh i used to flat up just say what my rate was and i would say like it it starts Mm -hmm. at that because i think what i what i had for me personally discovered was when you say your rate, it's it's not gonna you're not gonna lose a client by saying by saying what your rate actually is, um, and you're mm-hmm. quickly gonna know who's serious and who's not, right. and, and if they really do want to work with you, that's fine. So like my little my little two sentence pitch was always like, yeah, absolutely, I'd love to whatever. This is my rate. Here's a link to my work. If um mm-hmm. if you like if you like my style and then what I what I've created in the past, and then let me know. We can work together that way. Like there's expectations set for everything. Um, and yeah, a lot totally. of the times they're like, oh, okay, thanks. Like right. that was too much or 
or whatever. And some, mm-hmm. what, what I what I always respect, uh, what I always respect out of everyone is when they when they just reply, even if it's like a no, mm-hmm. if they tastefully reply, but when they don't reply, and like they ignore you back, like that's just ugh, that's just really weak. I know rude it's unprofessional when mm-hmm. they do that yeah it makes them look like they're not serious either about business or anything. yeah so yeah oh, that's crazy um so tell me something savannah that you've learned like what's the last thing that you learned in design or, or layout or whatever like anything in the creative world what's the last thing you learned the last thing i learned it's i mean this is design related but could apply to anything but really time management um i, I thought i had it down but uh, I didn't. <laughs> and so I've been doing, as I'm doing more, I've been doing a lot more freelancing um, this past year, really. I don't know what happened, but it just really kicked into high gears for me. And um, it's been, at first it was kind of a rude awakening for me that every day I was like working and then going home and doing design work. And like, I don't know, I was like, oh, I missed my free time. But my free time was really just, like, playing The Sims or something. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. And so that was hard for me because I saw it as my free time being taken away from me. But then I knew it was going to give me more clients, more exposure, more money. And, yeah, so really just learning a system and learning when to put away the laptop and then when to actually work and focus. That's been that's been a big learning lesson, and I think doing the Ben cover was really that uh, motivating force that taught me how to just prioritize projects whenever you're at home. So yeah, like weekends, I usually dedicate to freelancing a lot, um, and then I'm like, I have you know the whole day I can freelance for eight hours, but then I still have all this free time right. the rest of the day. So, yeah, just trying to figure out the balance between my work at work and then my freelance work on the side. Gotcha. So it's, it's a work in progress. There's <laughs> there's an Instagram uh, that I want to bring up with you before we before we stop. But I do want to ask you, I feel like you're very self-aware of your of yourself and your growth. So I kind of have to ask like the, the cliche question, like, what do you see yourself doing in the future? Where do you see all this going or, or what does it look like for you? Yeah, so it's funny because that question used to scare me a lot and I never knew how to answer it because I didn't know. But um, now I, I feel like I can say that in a, within like five years, I can see myself being a full-time freelancer and because I really like the idea of um, just kind of working on my own schedule and getting to work on different projects for different people. I really, I really like that about freelancing is that it just gets really exciting to work on one project and then you move to this next project that's really cool. So, yeah, I'm learning a lot about that kind of stuff and Corvus has been a really good place to learn about that stuff. Like, I was taking classes at um, the Economic Development Center at Del Mar mm-hmm. and they teach you, like, how to get your DBA and your LLC and all of that. And so, and then I joined um, West, the Women Entrepreneur Society this year. Right. Cool. So, I'm like trying to plant these little seeds yeah. right now for when I'm able to do that because I don't know, I think it'd be really cool too for my family to see someone who owns their own business because like none of them have had like the privilege of doing that before. Mm-hmm. So I see my, my path going that way. 
That's Sweet. a great answer. That's a very like that's a educated, sure answer. positive answer. <laughs> very good. I I'd be like I don't know. I'm trying to like speak it into the universe, like speak into existence. Love it. Yeah, yeah. Put it uh, out there. That's true. So I think um so the Instagram account I want to bring up with you real quick is I um I think that I think I may have followed this account before I followed you, but you have an Instagram account called Typography of Texas. Tell me about that. Yeah. So at first I was like, what Instagram account? But oh, my Instagram account. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know. I just really love road tripping through Texas. And my love for road tripping, I feel like I've had it since I was a little kid, but I really, really loved road tripping whenever I was driving between Austin and Corpus so much because like no one really pays attention to the little towns in Texas. You know what I mean? And so right. as I'm driving through these towns, I always notice how there's such cool signs when you're driving through that people just don't pay attention to because maybe they're like falling apart or outdated. But I don't know why I just like see the beauty in it. Mm -hmm. And I think it tells this larger story about Texas when you look at it too tight. And so now every time we drive somewhere, even if it's just down the block, I'm like telling my boyfriend, pull over, pull over. I have to take this photo. (laughs) But um, the Corpus is full of like really cool typography like, especially, like, the taquerias and the fruit stands. Oh, yeah. So, I'm a little biased. I post a lot of corpus typography on there. Yeah. But, I'm, um, al- I'm always jealous of the way they write, like, the fruit, like, prices and stuff. Like, the way they paint mm-hmm. them and everything. I'm always jealous of that. There's, like, an art to it. And people um, usually don't think about that when they see the hand-painted signs on the taquerias. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Right. But it's a real skill that that it took for someone to learn how to do that on their wall or their sign. Right on. That's exactly right. Yeah, I love the account. It's cool. Yeah, it is a cool account. It's a fun account. So we're going to put links to the, to um, your accounts, your Instagram, which is Sav. It's like so short. S-A-V-G-R-Z. Sav Garza. I don't know how to pronounce it. Sav It's Sav Gers. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> well, once you know, like you look at it and you're like, what? And then like you click on it like, oh, Savannah Garza. Okay, I get it. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, and then typography of Texas. We'll put links to those in the and show And the notes. article. You should link. I mean, the, the Yeah, magazine. for sure. The, the magazine cover. Magazine. Is there anything else that you mm-hmm. want the you want our listeners to know about you or to follow? Or what, what do you have coming up? Yeah. Um, no, just if there's any creative or anyone who wants advice on design stuff or freelancing anything, just hit me up. I love talking to people and giving advice. Sweet. So, yeah. Yeah. So nice and honest. I saw something too. Uh, didn't you just release um, one of your shirts, one of your drawings on a shirt? Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I drew a pig with a cowboy hat and a bandana. Um, so I don't eat pork anymore. It's been a year because I visited the Central Texas Pig Rescue in Bash Strip last year. Damn it. And ever since then, I can't eat pigs. They're just so cute. Aww. And I'm not judging anyone who does eat pork. Yeah. But I can't do it. And so, um, you see your friends when you yeah, see pork, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I made a illustration of a little piggy and I am selling it through raw Paul, which is a screen printing shop in Austin. Nice. Cool. And, uh, yeah. So I don't know if you want to put a link to that too. Yeah. I'll it's put $22 for your order right now. All right. Yeah. I'll put a link to that. And, and I also noticed that, well, the reason I've mentioned that is because you also have a link to that in your Instagram. So, okay, yeah, link all the information and important links will be 
in the all description. The yeah, all the all of the links will be there. Um, <laughs> Savannah, thank you so much for for listening. We didn't, I don't know if we thanked you for that for listening to the podcast because we don't know what the hell we're doing. And we don't. <laughs> we really don't. And um, yeah, the, thank you for doing that. Thank you for uh, being our first official. Uh, what do you call this kind of COVID um, guest? I don't know. Social distance. COVID guest? Is that yeah. what you said? I yeah, said COVID, COVID guest. Yeah. Distance guest. Yeah. We'll call it, we'll call you COVID one. Yeah. I don't, uh, COVID well, one might COVID mean one. something. It might mean something else. I don't know. But. Seriously. <laughs> but yeah. Well, it's thank- super full circle that I'm on your podcast. It has. It's full circle for sure. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That, Thanks for well, having me. Absolutely. Um, let me ask you one question though. Why do you why do you why do you listen to us, Savannah? Why do you listen to whatever the hell we're saying? Why do you do it? Wait, what did you say? Why why on earth do you listen to our podcast? Oh, well, it's like really awesome and I feel like it's super relatable. And y'all are funny. Oh. I like how Elena says bitch in every sentence. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Did you uh, did you hear when we had said that uh, at her last loca, someone from Wisconsin came? Yeah, that's so crazy. We took a picture. Of the, have you not posted a picture of the bag? I gave it to you to post, I thought. No. Well, she gave her a bag. Uh, we haven't posted it, but what does the bag say, Lena? Uh, I'm back, bitches. <laughs> yeah. Which is pretty funny. We didn't take a break in this podcast, awesome. so Elena didn't get a chance to say, yeah. to say that, but that's okay. I'll say bye, bitches. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Well, Savannah, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Savannah, stay safe. Keep creating. Y'all too. And um, we'll talk to you again soon, okay? All right. Sounds good. All right. Bye. 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 Well, that was our first COVID guest. I don't know if that's going to stick or if I should keep saying that or not. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. But um, that was awesome. Too bad about it. The Jalapeno Ranch phone dipping in it situation is kind of funny. That's hilarious. So you guys, if you powered through that, thank you. Thank you for powering through the jalapeno um, ranch uh, wobble wobble, I'll call it. Mm-hmm. But it was really good. You know what I liked about that interview? Um, it kind of reminded me of Sunny's interview mm-hmm. because Sunny's young. I'm She's younger. Yeah. But I feel like those are two people that are young that have like a really solid head on their shoulders. Yeah. But more importantly, like she's very aware uh-huh. of, of, of a lot and I think um, it's quite admirable. Very much because I wasn't like that at I all. I wasn't like that in my twenties. I don't even think my thirties. You know, she's so cre- like you were saying, Elena. She's so creative. She's so good at what she does. She's got such a unique style. You guys have to check out um, her Instagrams. Please check out the links in the description. Yeah, I can't uh, wait she- to see what the future has for her. Really, it's funny when we asked her what what she wanted to do. Yeah, she knew. I mean, you could say like you know, you could say oh she as good as she is like she could be the creative director at some place in the yeah. future but she didn't no, want she to she wanted independent that's right that's really Freelance, really cool yeah very cool so yay we did it yay super excited guys thank you so much for listening um get through get through the week whatever whatever you need to do to do that just get through it get through the weekend we're gonna get through all this shit together mm-hmm. it's tough and different for some people and I stay can't. away from my cereal she's talking to me yes you I'll eat whatever cereal I want to eat. It's my cereal. Oh, I love cereal, dude. For real, I forgot. We've been we've been doing the um, <laughs> the Lucky Charms, the Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Honey Bunches of Oats, Frosted, Frosted Flakes, Flakes with bananas, Pops, Apple Jacks. Is it just called Pops? Yeah, Pops. Oh, okay. None of those bitches are sponsors. No, but they could be. But they're good. 
They could be if they wanted to, and we won't call them bitches. Mm-mm. Right now, they're bitches. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good one, and we'll talk to you soon. Hasta la próxima. Bye, everyone.